when I remember preseason, I didn't even have a locker room. A locker room. Like, I was just – they just put a, a, a seat, and that was my <laughs> that was my locker, you know? Yeah. I didn't even have a name play nothing. Like, I just – you know, everything I had to earn. Mm-hmm. And it kind of humbled me. It was a humbling experience for sure. And uh, I played hard, and I, and I worked hard, and I showed them that I belong, and, and they gave me the opportunity. And I just remember talking to Mark and Coach, and I was like, you know, we're going to sign you. We want you on this team. Welcome back to another episode of Mavs Archives. I'm here chatting tonight with uh, one of my favorite Mavs from recent years. I'm talking to Charlie Villanueva. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing really well. Uh, I just want to say thanks for joining me. I'm really excited to to connect with you tonight and, and learn more about your story and reminisce on your time with the Mavs and, and give fans an update to, to what you're doing now. But before yeah. we do that, one of the things that I like to do is just is – just, learn more about, about your story as a whole. So I know you were growing up in New York. You know, can you talk about a little bit about your, your high school career and, and your recruitment process to UConn? Uh, I grew up in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, born and raised. Um, I went to a, uh, a public school first in high school in Queens, New York, called Newtown High School, where I was backing up. Smush Parker. I don't know if that name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm familiar with Smush. Absolutely. Smush and I, you know, we go way back. So I was backing him up. I was a point guard, believe it or not. (laughs) I did not Uh, know. That's cool. I made uh, I made varsity as a freshman, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was backing Smush up as a point guard. And then uh, my sophomore year, that summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I grew about seven inches. Wow. Uh, yeah, so in a matter of like four months, four or five months, I grew, you know, seven inches. And I remember it being painful, super painful, uh, knees and back hurting. But uh, and then that's when the point guard skills kind of faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was no such thing as, you know, as a stretch four during those times. So, you know, they put me in the block. Um, but and then I ended up transferring and uh, a mentor of mine's. Uh, whose name is Nathan Blue, uh, kind of took me under the wing and, uh, you know, just wanted me more to focus on academics and sports. You know, growing up in New York City, Queens is not it's not the easiest, mm-hmm. um, where there's a lot of drugs, violence. Um, so I was blessed and fortunate enough to get accepted at this public school where I ended up teaming up with Luol Deng. Yeah. And Luol Deng and I played in the same, you know, high school for uh, multiple years. And uh, him and I, I just remember the battles him and I had, you know, because he comes from a totally different background um, in Sudan. And then you have a New York City kid, you know, <laughs> putting us together. And it, it was uh, a lot of battles, as I, I, I say that, uh, competitive battles. But uh, a great friend of mine, brother of mine's, and then uh, I was fortunate and blessed enough, you know, to to uh, have good years there and uh, uh, go to uh, uh, to UConn. But take it a little bit further, I I ended up putting this is the time where you can put your name in the draft. 
So I put my name in the draft when I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. And I actually worked out for San Antonio, Dallas, and New <laughs> Jersey. And I remember working out um, for those teams, and uh, I just saw how I'm not ready. I was 17 <laughs> years old. I might have been 185 pounds, dripping wet, um, lanky, tall, lanky kid, 6'10 kid, lanky. Uh, and these guys were just so much stronger than me. And I ended up committing. So I backed out of the draft, ended up committing to Illinois University, uh, where I wanted to go and play and until – you know, Bill Self decided to go to Kansas. Um, so I verbally committed to them, and I was going there if Bill Self was going to stay there. Because mm-hmm. um, I really liked him as a person, as a coach. Um, I liked the team, what they, what they were doing. And uh, and then he ended up going to, Can- to, to Kansas, and I was going to follow him to Kansas. And I took my visit to Kansas, and I remember there was a tornado when I went to visit. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm a New York City kid. I don't see tornadoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that scared the hell out of me. So uh, uh, I kind of refrained from doing that. And then, you know, I didn't have a school to go to. So I'm like, what school do I go to? Um, UConn sounds, you know, it's close to New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were, one, they were ranked one of the top teams in the nation during that time. So... I went to UConn, and that, that was that simple. <laughs> it was that simple, and plus it helped a lot too because I had a relationship with uh, Ben Gordon. Uh, right. It was funny because UConn wasn't even recruiting me, um, and I had a good relationship with Ben Gordon, and uh, you know we started talking, and then you know the UConn thing became a reality, and and won a championship my first year, and <laughs> you know it was amazing. That's that's really interesting how that all worked out. Um, and obviously it ended up being a great decision for you to go down that route. So that, yeah, um, that must've been really cool. Um, just one thing I, I meant to ask that I forgot. You also played in the 2003 McDonald's all American game, which was, uh, you know, there's a legendary, uh, just number of players in that. What, what are some of your memories of that game? I, I see, you know, they, they air it every now and then on TV. So sometimes I'll, yeah, I'll watch crazy. it a little bit. And, uh, you had a, you had a good game going there for, for yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Unfortunately, we were playing in Cleveland mm-hmm. where LeBron <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> packed out the whole house. I always felt like, man, that should have been my MVP, man. <laughs> but, uh, no, LeBron and the rest of the guys, Chris Paul, we all had a, a, a good run at it, man. Uh, that was fun. That was mm-hmm. really fun. You have all these great players from all across the nation uh, competing against one another and right and just spending time, you know, for however many days it was, mm-hmm. um, it was fun. And and it's crazy because they do play, we play that game, you know, mm-hmm. periodically here and there. And I actually sit down and watch it. And I'm like, man, like, I used to jump a lot. I used to have a little bit of hot. That faded away pretty quick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, – uh, good time for sure, and I'm obviously playing with LeBron, man. He's one of the greats uh, out there, so that's amazing, man. It was it was fun for sure. Well, yeah, that uh, yeah, I, I always enjoy watching it whenever I come across it um, on TV. 
So you, you mentioned, uh, obviously, your career at UConn. You were there for two years, and then you entered the, uh, the NBA draft in 2005. What was your, your draft process like for you? Um, I know, you know, I just learned tonight that you had considered coming out of high school at the time, but how, how much different was, uh, you know, the workouts um, the second time around after two years? Oh, the second time around, I was just so much prepared. Yeah. You know, I was a little bit stronger, faster. Uh, just a better basketball player overall. And I felt more comfortable, you know, like confident out mm-hmm. there. Um, I worked out for several teams. Um, and my best workout was with uh, Toronto, I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it so happened the team that, 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 that selected me, number seven. And uh, I remember, man, just getting drafted, sitting in that green room and, and, you know, uh, and for the seventh pick, you know, the Toronto Raptors should let Charles go and wave. I mean, I still remember those words, mm-hmm. you know, from David Stearns, you know, God, God, God bless his soul, man. God bless his soul. But um, that, that that was, you know, a dream come true for me. That was a blessing, man. And uh, uh, I knew from the, from, from the start that, you know, getting there was going to be hard, but, you know, staying in the league was going to be even harder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I made the most of it, you know. Uh, never been outside of the country. Uh, my first time was, you know, in Toronto. Wow. And that was a, a culture shock for me a little bit because, you know, uh, I've never been outside of the country and, and now I'm living there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a 20, 20 years old kid. Um, and we made the most of it, made the most of it. You know, I had a great year that year. Uh, team wasn't that good, though. Um, it was in the rebuilding stage. I played with, you know, Chris Boss. Um, so it was good. It was good for me, you know, uh, rookie runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, a, a good year. And I, I've learned a lot, you know, when, even when Kobe scored those 81 points, I, <laughs> I was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, game. Uh, yeah, I was in real life, man. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just had some some good moments in Toronto. It lasted short, you know, because mm-hmm. I was only there for a year. Uh, ended up getting traded to Milwaukee and um, got introduced to the to the business aspect of basketball right away as a 21 year old kid. And, um, Did that know, catch you off guard getting traded after oh, a successful rookie year? I, I took it personal, and it hurt. Yeah, me. it hurt me. It hurt me bad because I remember being the, the day before. Um, actually, the day of the draft, and they selected Andrea Bargnani that year. Mm-hmm. I was doing an appearance for them, and I spoke to at the time was Brian, Brian Colangelo, the GM and head coach, with Sam Mitchell. And you know, there was rumors that they might, they, you know, I might get traded in this, that, and the third. And and those guys, you know, you know, uh, I remember Brian telling me, uh, Colangelo telling me. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams calling. That's that's a good thing. You must be doing something right. You know, we're not going to trade you. Don't worry about it. You're good. Perfect. Cool. Sam Mitchell, talking to Sam Mitchell, and he's like, uh, the only way we're going to trade you is if Michael Jordan comes out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so you telling this, you telling a 20, 21-year-old kid this, you know, I'm going to believe it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take your word for it. And then literally the next day I was gone. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I heard 24 hours. I was gone. That's 
that's yep. crazy how it happens. But like you said, I guess it's just the, the business aspect of it. The all. nature of the business, yeah. you know, I understand it. Um, they needed a point guard and mm-hmm. um, they just drafted somebody in my position. So it, it makes sense. I get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get that back then. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I played against Toronto, I made it a point to, uh, <laughs> to go after them. But uh, yeah, so that's, I got introduced to it pretty, pretty early the business. Right. Side. Yeah. So I know you spent, um, obviously you went to Milwaukee, you spent a few years there and then, um, one, then you signed uh, a deal with Detroit, spent several years there. And the, the latter portion of that, I know you had some injury problems. And um, so that, yep. you know, that takes you all the way to 2014, where we get to, you know, the part that I really want to talk to you about was your, your experience in, uh, well, actually, before we get to that, you know, you spent your years in Milwaukee and your years in Detroit. Um, what kind of opinion did you have of the Mavericks as a as a franchise at that time? Because I know you know you know you play oh, here yeah. once a year. There were some memorable games between the the I can remember between the Bucks and the Mavs and the uh, yeah Pistons yeah that's, that that's, time. Dirt. that's prime Dirk. That's yeah yeah exactly that's yeah serious Dirk. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I hated that matchup, man. Um, but a respectable organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys. I mean, that was a winning organization. Uh, Tough, tough team to play always. Uh, in Dallas, always tough. Or even on the road playing. I mean, even on on, on our home court, mm-hmm. you know, playing them was 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 tough. Um, you know, because Dirk was kind of like that first stretch four, you know, seven footed. I could put it on the floor. I could score multiple ways. Um, and growing up, you know, I was watching that. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in college, you know, uh, watching Dirk, watching Kevin Garnett, uh, watching these guys, you know, being able to play with their back to the basket and or be able to square you up and take you off the dribble or whatnot, be able to shoot threes too. So I kind of emulated, you know, some, uh, some of their moves and, and whatnot. But uh, it was always tough playing Dallas, man. It was always tough. And then when I had the opportunity to play for Dallas, man, I was so hyped, mm-hmm. super excited. Because um, they gave me an opportunity. Uh, they gave me a tremendous opportunity. Um, because, you know, I had multiple injuries and mm-hmm. just didn't have, uh, uh, you know, five. I was in Detroit for five years. Mm-hmm. Just didn't have a, a – my, my stay in Detroit was, just wasn't good. For whatever reason it was, it just – it just didn't click, you know? And, right. Uh, uh, you know, and it's crazy because when I did sign with Detroit, I signed the first day, which was July 1st, I believe. And, you know, towards the end of my career in Detroit, uh, you know, now I'm one of the last guys that get signed. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so fortunate and blessed that Dallas gave me that opportunity. And I just remember – you know, because it was a non-guaranteed deal. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's a non-guaranteed deal. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let me just make the most of it. And I knew, like, they already had 15 players, I believe, on the contract at the mm-hmm. time. So, like, my chances of making the team were slim. But I'm like, okay, let me just go out and just do what I can, you know, go mm-hmm. out there be a professional, do whatever they ask me to do, um, and just compete and play hard and, and, and let my, my game do the talking. 
And uh, and that's when I kind of, like, it's crazy, but that's actually the first time in my career in the NBA that I've ever been around a winning environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we didn't win in, Detroit, in, in, in Toronto, in Milwaukee. They didn't win much. And Detroit didn't win much. <laughs> So I don't know if it was bad luck. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just – and I never made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in, I'm in the NBA for nine years. I've never been to the playoffs. And here I am in a winning environment and just – but I, I think it all starts with, with Mark. You know, Mark is a tremendous owner. Um, just how involved he is with the teams. Um, he's traveling with us. He's – partaking in meetings, he's with us. You know, he's talking to the player, interacting with the players. Coach Carlisle is, you know, just the communication that, that, that they were giving me, you know, and I was a guy that, you know, non-guaranteed deal. You know, when I remember preseason, I didn't even have a locker room. A locker room. Like, I was just – they just put a, a, a seat, and that was my, <laughs> that was my locker, you know. Yeah. I didn't even have a name play not to. Like, I just, you know, everything I had to earn. Mm -hmm. And it kind of humbled me. It was a humbling experience for sure. And uh, I played hard and I I worked hard and I showed them that I belong. And and they gave me the opportunity. And I just remember talking to Mark and Coach. And I was like, you know, we're going to sign you. We want you on this team. And we like what you bring to the table. And and that was an amazing day for me, man, once I heard those words. That's uh, that must have been really neat. Yeah, as I was, you know, prepping for our conversation tonight, I was reading about um, just uh, obviously you and during that time and when you came to Dallas on a non-guaranteed deal and reading about how your family was in Michigan, but you yeah. were here just kind of, you know, in this uncertain situation. I'm sure that must have been r- really difficult for you, you know, not yeah, being able to like, give like provide was... answers and updates for your family. Yeah, not I mean, I was, and, yeah. I was just taking it day by day because, I mean, mm-hmm. at any moment, it could have let me go. And um, I had that in the back of my mind, but I'm like, I just kept telling myself, this is basketball. This is what I, I love to do. So mm-hmm. just go out there and play, and play your game and let everything else take care of by itself. And, uh, yeah, I, I left Michigan and uh, uh, went to Dallas, stayed in the Army, stayed <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, for a few months. Um, wow. And then, like, I remember I was like, this is also the first time that, like, November, December, I'm still wearing shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, that that helped a lot, too, you know. Yeah. A lot easier waking up and it's still sunny outside. Um, and I don't have to worry about shoveling snow or anything mm-hmm. of that nature or of it being cold. You know, I've, I've, that's all I know is cold. I was born and raised in New York. Went to Connecticut, played in Toronto, Milwaukee, all cold. Oh city. Yeah. yeah, all super, super, super cold city. And then here I come to Dallas, and then um, yeah, so it was a lot of uncertainties, but I didn't let it bother me at all. I just played basketball and let my game do the talking. Absolutely, that's that's really neat. And you know, that first year you were here is one of the more memorable seasons in in Maverick history, recent Maverick history. Uh, that 2014-2015 team, um, you know, the early part of that season, you guys were on a roll offensively playing so efficient, exciting, 
lots of alley-oops um, that, I, that I remember. Uh, I even saw on YouTube, I, you were the recipient of a couple of those, throwing some down. So, um, But, you know, what are some of your, your memories of, of that early part of that season before that December trade? Um, it was just fun. It was fun. The camaraderie with the players, that's the other thing, too, that the, the culture and the environment that's created is like a family bond. Uh, unity, uh, culture, and, and, and the organization. And um, I just remember the relationships that I was able to build. Um, and then you have the superstar in Dirk, who's mm-hmm. kind of leading the way, right? And he's super humble, low-maintenance kind of guy, super funny. <laughs> uh, and he's a hard worker, you know, first guy there, last one to leave. And it's, it's crazy because 2004, I mean, at his age, too, he was, you know, that's when Dirk was slowing down a little bit. Yeah, a little, yeah, and, he was. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he was still working hard, still putting in time. And, you know, and I get to see that. And I saw that every day. And, uh, and I was able to learn a lot from him and from the other guys, you know, even Tyson Chandler, mm-hmm. you know, JJ Barrett. These are guys that uh, I play with and, you know, I have championship pedigree. So um, it was, it was, it was great. He had a, he, I had a blast to be honest. It was a good time for sure. Oh yeah. That, that was a, especially the early part of that season was, was so much fun just as a fan really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Were you were you surprised when that trade happened for for Rondo in December of that season? Uh, no, I wasn't surprised because I mean it's the nature of the business. I know. Things yeah, that's are, that's true. Yeah, uh, uh, was was something was bound to happen. There was a lot of chatter going on, and uh, uh, and it was sad to see some of the guys go. We had good relationship with Jay Crowder mm-hmm. uh, and Rondo, but Rondo means another championship guy, you know, mm-hmm. so um, it was good to have him on the team too, man, because one thing I know about Rondo is if you run the floor, he's going to find you. And I made it a point to, you know, whenever I'm in the game with Rondo, run the floor, run the floor, run the floor, because he's going to get you the ball. And uh, and I was uh, a recipient of, of, of many of those passes, uh, many of his assists, because uh, – He's a tremendous player too, man. I wasn't surprised at the trade, but um, I was glad too that we was able to acquire him as well. Yeah, no, that, that I get why. Even though it, you know, it didn't work out, I get why the match. It didn't to, work out, but on paper it looked exactly. Good. Yeah, uh, on paper it looked good, and uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out the way it did, you know. And uh, I hope it would have because mm-hmm. uh, he's a tremendous player, but. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It didn't work out. Sometimes it just works that way. Exactly, uh, yeah. Some players just don't fit with what you got going on. And we tried to make it work, and it was just something that just didn't work. And nothing to take away from, from Rama. He's still a tremendous player. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't work out. Yeah, no, that's yeah, hard to disagree with that. Um, there's one game from that season I wanted to ask you about, and I remember watching it on TV. It was an ESPN game, and it was the Mavs versus the Heat in Miami. And uh, you had a really good game that night. And one thing in particular that I don't think I've ever seen before, um, and I don't know how much you remember about that game, but at one point the Mavericks went on a 37-2 to run. 
which Ooh. I've never, I've never, and you hit several threes <laughs> in that run. Uh, I don't know if you have any particular memories from that night, but uh, I wanted to see. Uh, Actually, I know what game you talk. I didn't yeah. know about that run though. Yeah, that thirty-seven run. to two. Yeah, I remember. I think we were losing that game. Yeah, like, we were the whole yeah. time. And then I don't know if was it halftime. It might have been halftime where we just turned it around. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a group of guys, and there was a few of the bench guys too, that kind of just propelled the comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just took off. And I just remember, I I do remember now the game you're talking about, just, you know, I mean, at the time it was J.J. Barrera, Darren Harris, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they they found me in the right spots. And, you know, I was, you know, once I get rolling, I feel like I'm hard to stop, man. Um, That that, that basket just seemed to get bigger and bigger. Um, But that was a fun game. And I I, I do remember that, that being a... Mm -hmm. Tremendous game where I remember in the locker room we was just super hype and uh, how we was able to come back and and manage to put them away, you know, uh, for that second that second half. It was all you know Dallas basketball. Oh yeah, no, it was just uh, I was watching some of the highlights today and yeah, I think you had like six threes that game and a few in front of the Heat bench during the run and it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really cool to what you kind yeah, of so turned cool. around and gave him a look after a couple of them because the lead just kept growing and growing and yeah, it was yeah. a 37 then, to 2 run and the good thing about that you know uh, my family was able to be there because uh, uh, I was at that time uh, I was living in Florida mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, obviously not during the season but right after, after the season uh, after I left Detroit I ended up building a house in Florida and uh, I was at, uh, uh, it was able to have my family at the game. So that was pretty cool to do that in front of them as well. Absolutely. That must have been a special night for you and your family. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about that uh, I'm sure you've got asked about before is actually the next season in the playoffs against the Thunder when um, uh, Russell Westbrook and campaign were doing their little intro dance or warm up dance, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And you kind of just, you know, found your way in there and you kind of try to interrupt it. Um, what, what were you trying to do at that time? And the video is hilarious. And I, yeah, I, what's crazy is I had no idea somebody was actually like recording that. Like, like, <laughs> um, but it was just, you know, I was I always do my routine not with Justin Anderson and, you know, the rest of the guys, you know, the starting five guys, you know, we got our handshakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember going like to half court by the scoring table and, and then I just see him dancing and it just like irked me. It just like rubbed me the wrong way. Like why are these dudes dancing on us right now? So like, I just kind of like nonchalantly just walked in between them like nothing was going on like I didn't know what was going on yeah. um, and kind of disrupted dance uh, but the crazy thing about well I never expected for it to go viral that's number one <laughs> <laughs> and then number two we ended up winning that game yes I don't know if it had nothing to, something to do with that but we ended up winning that game the only game that we won yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Was that? So, um, I don't know. I think it was probably had, I had something to do with it, disrupting their their momentum <laughs> or whatever routine that they had going on. Um, but yeah, that that was. I just didn't like the fact that they were dancing, and I just got in the middle of it, trying to disrupt it. That was it. And then it became a thing. 
Yeah. It became a thing. And then now we're getting memos, you know, from the league saying that, you know, we can't cross half court or we can't, you know. <laughs> and then I remember because we was that was game two. So in game three, it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? Everybody's talking about it. They're going to they're gonna dance again. So, and I just remember, like, you know, about to do my routine, walking over there, and it was like the refs, there was security. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to get fined, so I'm just going to just fall back and just let them do their thing. And, man, I wish I would have disrupted their dance again. Probably yeah. Game four, five, <laughs> yeah, you might have done that. Who knows? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I you know, I that's pretty funny. I uh, I remember it happening, but uh, you know, I, I just refreshed my memory on it, uh, watching it again the other day, and it, it is pretty funny. And yeah, uh, it's like a I guess someone's cell phone video, but it, you, you know, it's just like a really yeah, good. Yeah, they, they had it happened. right on. It was yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I had no idea. I had no idea that, that was going on. Um, and that yeah. is not something that I just thought about. Like it's just right. something that organically happened and I just said it just rubbed me the wrong way them dancing you know uh, so I just got it that was that and that was like the talk of the series for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely um I know that was the uh the your last season in the NBA as a as a player but did, did you think about trying to come back or go overseas or anything like that uh <sighs> So once my years were done with Dallas, which I knew I, I didn't have a good year that year, and I mm-hmm. knew that it was gonna that relationship was gonna be an end, and I respect the hell out of that organization. Mm-hmm. That organization, uh, you know, uh, I owe them a lot. And to this day, I still, you know, um, keep in contact with you know some of the, the employees or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate you doing this with us tonight. Yeah, so. exactly. And that was like you know they call me and I do this no problem. You know. Yeah. Um, so, and I got a good relationship with Daryl Longstrong as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I owe, you know, the fact that they gave me a second chance and opportunity, you know, I owe a lot to them. So, um, but I knew, you know, it was a business and I knew my time was up and, uh, I thought about going overseas. Um, but, and then I just realized, you know, I, I don't want to be away from my family. Mm-hmm. Know, the, the only way that I do want to play, it's for an NBA team. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a financial decision. I, I'm perfectly fine there. Um, so it was more of do I really want to go in, to another country and actually play and be away from my family? And um, I just wasn't ready to make that commitment. Uh, um, and at the same time, I think the passion, the passion wasn't there mm-hmm. as it once was. Um, and I just felt like, you know what, maybe it's just time for me to just kind of let this go. And, um, took me a while to actually like make that decision because I was always like, man, but I'm still young. I was like 31 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm still young, you know, let's maximize this. But at the same time, there were certain sacrifices I wasn't really ready to make. So that kind of made my decision for me and decided to focus on, on, um, life after basketball. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you made, that's a very commendable decision for, for you and, and your family. And, um, yeah. you know, like I said, as I was doing research on you, I know you're, you're keeping really active, you know, in uh, 
a lot of different business ventures. Can you talk about some of those that are keeping you busy? I know you, you got a, a restaurant and then obviously I know you're heavily yeah. involved in yeah, real yeah, estate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's, what's crazy was I always was involved in real estate. Um, mm-hmm. Even back, I started investing in real estate back in, I believe, 2014. But I was never really hands-on. My dad was a big advocate of investing in real estate. And, you know, all I cared about was playing basketball. And, but my dad was always on me. So I invested in some property uh, and I let my dad manage it, my brother manage it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once basketball stopped, you know, I was like, okay, all right, let's try real estate. And then my brother ended up moving to Houston and I was still living in Florida at the time. So, and then he became a realtor. So, and then, you know, I started investing in Houston. Mm-hmm. And things were going very well for me there. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to move. I want to move to to Texas. I ended up moving to Dallas mm-hmm. um, because I loved it. I loved my stay here. I loved everything about it. I loved the city. loved the people. Um, loved the weather. Um, even though I don't like the past couple of days, it's been terrible. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but uh um, so moved, came here, moved to, to, to Dallas and I started investing in Dallas and, uh, it's just crazy. Started with one house in Dallas and then just kept building, get two, three, four, five, six. Now, you know, up to 15. So, wow. um, so it was just building brick by brick, no pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster ride. It's, it, it's been challenging because mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of things I I didn't know and I had to to learn. And I was doing kind of like a crash course, but a real life crash course. Mm-hmm. Um, so because before I used to have my brother or my dad, they they were managing, but now this is me. I'm out there, you know, dealing with the workers and and managing people. That's that's kind of what what it is. You know, you have to be really good at m- managing. The, the contractors and uh it's been a roller coaster to be honest man i had a 2000 which was 18 was one of much toughest years mm. um because i've had issues with contractors you know uh, uh, and, I, and that's when I realized that's why they probably call them contractors because <laughs> <laughs> they will con you <laughs> um if you don't pick the right the right people and uh so there was one time where, you know, I had four properties that uh, I, had, I had given it to a contractor and he mismanaged the, the funds or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I ended up letting him go. So at that point, I didn't want to trust nobody. I didn't trust nobody. So uh, uh, my fiance and I decided to, you know, just let's figure it out ourselves. And we did, you know, I, there's things that I didn't know about plumbing, electrical, roofing, foundation, but I'm out there subcontracting the, the, the work. I'm out there with these guys and on the field trying to learn about, you know, uh, uh, repairs and all that. And I mm-hmm. uh, was able to get all those properties either sold or rented out. And I learned a lot. And I think it's a blessing in disguise when kind of when, you know, I was in that in that place where I had to figure out, you know, these houses, how am I going to finish these houses? Um, you know, my days will be like, yo, eight in the morning to 12 at night, you know, uh, of just 
trying to figure it out because it was four and it was and I wanted to finish these projects and uh it was super challenging but it it seasoned me up it, mm-hmm. it uh made me a better uh businessman it made me more knowledgeable on real estate and you know and, and the rest is history and I just keep constantly growing it's been great thus far no complaints well, I'm really happy to hear that all that's all going so well for you. Has uh, has any of your uh, real estate event like ventures been impacted by COVID at all? Or no, it hasn't. Like uh, you know, I'm a big you know investor in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my restaurant, which is in Houston, called Culture, was affected big time by the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still currently closed because you know wow. I'm legit. I'm right downtown across the street from the Minute Maid Park where the Astros plays two blocks away from the Houston Rockets. And that's what was, a lot was uh, the revenue came from that, from there. Mm, oh, that makes and sense. Now, exactly. that, now that that's, you know, non-existent now, no fans at the games and no concerts, and mm-hmm. no events, none of that. You know, downtown Houston has been, you know, take, has taken a hit. So obviously the restaurant's taking a hit as well, um, but uh, my real estate uh, portfolio is what's been holding me down, and it's been strong. Where you know my tenants are, they all pay rent, never missed a payment, had no issues. People are actually buying during this time, mm-hmm. uh, so the real estate market has been tremendous. I have no issues there. Well, um, that's that's great to hear. I'm really happy for you and your family. In, uh, in that regard. So I just got a, a couple more questions here. Um, or actually, I think it's just one. Um, so this is typically how I, how I like to uh, end these conversations when I'm talking to a former Mav. So your first year in Dallas was um, the 2014-2015 season. Uh, like we said, there were, it was a pretty memorable season, but the, you know, there were some changes and all that. So what I'm looking at right now is the, the regular season roster for that team. Including you, there's 19 names on it. I wanted to see uh, how many of the other 18 you could name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the of the no, uh, I'm pretty good at this. Anyone that played a, a game, so they could have been there just at the begin, a regular season game, no preseason guys, nothing like that. Right. Um, just a regular season. And you're gonna tell season. me if I'm right or wrong, or? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll check them off, and uh, I'll uh, let you know if uh, you know who you're missing, or if you want to throw right. in the towel, or I'll let you. Know. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw in the towel. Yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tyson Chandler, Dirk, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Parsons, Monte Ellis. Mm-hmm. J.J. Barrera, Devin Harris. Was Craig Smith there? Craig Smith? Uh, uh, yes, yes, he was. And I, I've had him on the show, Greg Smith. Yeah, okay, I, I Greg had him Smith. as a guest last okay. year. Um, myself, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Bernard James. Yes. He was let go and then he came back. Yes, he's on and this Bernard list. James. Yeah. Okay. Ricky Lito? Yep. You're doing really well so far. Um, that's 10, right? Yes, that is 10. Correct. Amari Stoudemire. There you go. Richard yeah. Jefferson. Was Richard there? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, does Jay Crowder count? Yes, yes. He, yeah, anyone who Jay played Crowder. a game, so he was there, yeah. Um, 
And then obviously, you know, Dwight Powell, but that was after the trade. Yeah, Dwight yeah. Powell, Dwight Powell Rondo. counts. There you go. I, mean, I think that's everybody. You got four more. You're missing four. Four more. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, uh, Jay Crowder, I said that. Jay Crowder, who did they get traded for? Was Jay Crowder? Um, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, <laughs> there's four more? Yeah, two of them were involved in that trade with Boston, and then two other guys that were there the entire season. Wow. Um, why can't I only remember Jay Crowder being in that trade? Oh, uh, Brandon Wright. Yes, I've had him B. on the Wright. show as well. Yeah, he was. that was a lot of fun. B. Talking. Wright. Yeah, B. Wright. My man, B. Wright. Jay Crowder. Uh, Raymond Felton. Yep. Now just two more. Uh Come on, CV. I'm better than this. <laughs> um, oh, man. Damn, I hate this. I'm going to be so upset because I know it's going to be easy names too, man. <laughs> one uh, of them made an all-star game at one point. An all-star game? I said Devin Harris, right? Yeah, yeah, you said Devin. Said he, he might have been hurt during the all-star game, but he technically made it. But I don't remember if he actually played. But uh, and then and then another guy who's still playing. Another guy that's still playing. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have to phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I should add that option. I should add that option. Yeah, that have that's, have a that's a funny – that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, okay, what is it? All right, you got Jameer Nelson. Oh, my God, I knew that, man. And then the one still playing, Alpha Rukaminu. That's so terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I forget Chief and yeah. Nelson. That was our point guard. That's yeah. Who, that's – oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I did good, though. 17 out of 19 oh. wasn't bad. I yeah, that was – that's definitely one of the, the better. That's definitely one of the better ones uh, that, that I've that I've done. So I really appreciate you giving me your time tonight, Charlie. This was fun, and uh, I'm really glad to hear everything's going well for you and your family and everything. And I and I hope things continue to go well for y'all. Yeah, no problem. And let me know. I can also share it too. Whatever you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that, I'll share it in my social media. So. All right. Thanks a lot, Charlie. I hope I hope you have a great no night. Thanks for having me, man. You too.